When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. What is up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Uptempo Podcast. I'm your host, Blake Lane, and tonight I have got a very special guest by the name of Josh Neighbors from the Locked On Nationals Podcast, and he is going to hop on here and talk about the Washington Nationals, and we are going to talk about Juan Soto's future, uh, trying to get a little insight on the Lerner family, selling the team or part of the team, and then we're going to talk a little Josiah Gray and Josh Rogers and the big starts that they had down in Atlanta and and talk about the uh, the the series win in Atlanta, getting two out of three, and now we're going to Pittsburgh to play the Pirates, and then we come back home and play the D-backs, so hopefully we can get on a little roll here uh, before we play the Giants and and get a couple victories under our belt and get some real momentum. So I can't wait to have Josh on. He is my first Major League Baseball guest, and I am just through the roof. This is my favorite team, the 2019 World Champions. Uh, And guys, I'm not going to make you wait any longer. We're going to try to get Josh right in here and, uh, and get this thing going. So here you go. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Welcome back in, everybody, and today we are joined by a special guest by the name of Josh Neighbors. He is the host of the Locked On Nationals podcast, and we are excited to have him. Josh, how are you doing today, man? I'm great. It's a pleasure to be here to talk some, uh, some Nats baseball. Man, I'm excited and uh, got a big series win today down in Atlanta. And, uh, man, if I could, could I get your thoughts on Josiah Gray and, and his performance and, uh, and, and just shutting the Braves down today, man? Yeah, I thought Josiah looked really good. You know, I think they, um, the, the big question was, do you leave him out there for the sixth? And mm-hmm. I think for a young guy, you know, right now, the, the especially he's not just a young guy. He's a young guy that you paid a lot for mm-hmm. in terms of with the package that you gave up. So you want to bring him along and make sure that when there's good, you can highlight the good mm-hmm. and not just leave him out there. And, and you know, he was, he was laboring, not, not struggling, yep. laboring a bit late in the start. So... You get five scoreless from him. You take that. I think the one concern so far from Nats fans and, and you know, if you watch the team is that they're not extending their pitches very far. Nobody is right now. But the worry for Nats fans, I think, is 
the, the pitchers aren't pitching well enough to get extended. It's not mm-hmm. like guys are, you know, like Kershaw today going uh, seven scoreless, you know, <laughs> got the perfect game going uh, and, and getting yanked. The, the guys just aren't pitching as as well as, you know, mm-hmm. uh, they could be. So I, I, I think with him, it's it's okay to be more careful in this situation. thought he looked sharp and then the bullpen today, you know, confident in home run that happens. But the, the mm-hmm. guys in seven, eight, and nine, uh, Doolittle, C-Sheck, and then uh, Tanner Rainey in the end, they were sharp. They were all mm-hmm. really sharp. So that was huge for them. And, yes, yeah, their first series win in Atlanta, I think, since 2019. Yeah. And, uh, you know, first series win of the year. So that's positive. Yeah, man. And, Josh, could you could you talk a little bit about uh, Josh Bale, man? Uh, I know he come over last year, and, and uh, he has started out – on fire, man! I saw today where he has gotten a hit in every single game this year, riding a seven-game hit streak. And uh, could you talk a little bit about him at first base and just what he could possibly mean to this Nationals team? Yeah, it's, this is a guy that I've been calling them to lock up for a while now. Not just because you know the hitting this year is amazing, yeah, unsustainable, but it's great to watch. I think just a leadership perspective and a guy who's a veteran. This is a team that's pretty young you know they bring in some vets but i think josh bell the guy they traded for has got a chance to be there for a while and look i think there's something to be said when you're in a quote-unquote rebuild of mm-hmm. locking a guy up for more than one year it's just something you don't have to worry about you know when you lock up josh bell okay we know we got a guy who's a solid clubhouse dude who is going to be our first baseman mm-hmm. and i don't have to worry about that because there's so many positions up for grabs can Carter Keboom come back and take third base? Mm-hmm. Who's going to be the shortstop of the future? When does Luis Garcia come up? I mean, three of the four infield spots are ostensibly up for grabs the next, you know, from the future. Yeah. Then in the outfield, Juan Soto is really the only spot that's settled, and catcher is the other spot that you think is settled because you've yeah. got Kaber Ruiz. So, how many open spots is that? How about you just take care of that one spot and get Josh Bell? You know, he's proving right now why he's a steady guy, and uh, he hit. He was really good in spring training in twenty. Uh, 2021, and then had an injury and had to join the team, you know, kind of during the season and struggled to start off and then played really well and was hitting really well. He's on fire right now and he's just seeing the ball really well from both sides of the plate. They call him Tinkerbell because he's always messing with his swing. So <laughs> it's a guy that really cares about how he's hitting his own very cerebral thinker, uh, both, you know, the hitter and also somebody is cerebral guy in the clubhouse too. So I just love all everything Josh Bell brings. He's not a superstar in any sense. Mm-hmm. He's just a solid guy and a solid player. And I think right now for the Nationals, with so much in flux, that's something I want to lock up. Yeah, man, I definitely agree there, Josh. And, and uh, man, another guy that I really want to talk about who uh, just absolutely impressed me Monday night, and, and that was Josh Rogers, man. Could you uh, could you talk a, a little bit about his performance and, and uh, what kind of role he could play in Washington this year? It's a great question because I thought he was a guy who should have been with the team from the start. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't have much interest, to be honest, in, mm-hmm. in, in watching Hannibal Sanchez pitch this year for mm-hmm. Washington. I don't know what that accomplishes on a team that's not, you know, they're looking for guys to eat innings. You might as well have a young guy eat the innings. You yep. might as well have somebody that, hey, you know, we don't. I, mean, I don't think Anibal Sanchez is going to play much past, you know, next season, yep. even if things do go well, because he's going to be 39, 40 years old. Mm-hmm. So why not take a chance on a guy who's 27, who did well for you last year, and if he does badly, what does it cost you? Yep. Is there any cost at all? No, there's not. But 
if it does go well for you, guess what? He's in his 20s. So I was impressed, but he's just, he's just a solid dude. He's got a good demeanor. He kind of almost oh, he almost seems like a Josh Bell in the pitching store. <laughs> just you know, kind of always a smile on his face. Yeah, always talking, good demeanor. You know, it, it's difficult when you're in a situation like him being sent from one team to another. He seems to have adapted just fine, mm-hmm. and I, I like that about him. He seemed very much in control the other night as well, and I think he's really relishing this opportunity with the Nationals here, kind of almost as a second chance. I think the Nationals should keep giving him a run. I don't think there's any reason to be pitching a 39-year-old over a 27-year-old who could, you know, if things work out and you fill the rotation, hey, why not make him a long reliever in your pen? Mm -hmm. This guy could serve some kind of function. Until then, be a starter for you until you've actually filled out the rotation because Lord knows they need some depth right now in that rotation. That's a fact, Josh, and and that's why I asked it, man, and you hit the nail on the head for me, and and I agree 100%, but – uh, one one question I, I I do want to ask, man. Do you think D. Strange Gordon could possibly get some innings in there as well? Yeah, I don't know why they brought him <laughs> on the team if he's not going to play. You know, I think that was it's, it's interesting, right? Like, yeah. Why is it? You know, why is he there? I mean, he had a great spring. I wasn't really privy to him being on the team. I was not. A, a, you know, I didn't really get it. Yeah. Um, they're not giving him run. In the outfield, they're not going to give him run, mm-hmm. uh, you know, right now in, in the infield. And so, what's the point? Is, he, is, is his job just coming to hit Travis Darno? I mean, that's <laughs> so. Uh, I, yeah, I'm with you on this. Where it's like, what is what is the real function of him? Yeah, I don't think that when Carter Keboom is healthy and comes back, whenever that is, I think D Strange Ward the guy who probably goes. Okay. Okay. Uh, yeah, I was. And, and Josh, what's the timeline on Carter? Man, when is he expected to return? Well, you know, you're going to hear different things from different people. And the Nationals have been uh, have been pretty good with, you know, trying to keep stuff. It's like Strasburg's injury. Mm-hmm. You hear that being kept um, under wraps. But, I mean, 60 days on the IL right now yeah. for Carter Keeboom. So it's going to be a while. I, I think the one thing when I think about Carter Keeboom is I hope Michael Franco plays well. So he sets some kind of stand, standard for Keevan when he comes back. Mm. I think Keevan should get the spot. They got a lot invested in him. They're obviously a pretty young guy. And so it's like, all right, if you can't, you know, Mike Allen's played this well this year. If you can't meet that standard, it's probably over for you with the Nationals. Mm. Uh, you know, and so I think it's actually, you know, not good that he's hurt. But uh, Mike Allen's been hot right now. I think we're going to see him be a hot and cold type guy. Mm-hmm. He's either white hot or, you know, ice cold. So I think if he can even things out and be a consistent player, no problems with him yet, uh, you know, um, in a lot of senses at third base. So I would say that, you know, that's the good thing about this, is that this guy can set a baseline for what a third baseman should be, mm-hmm. and Carter Keeble is going to have to meet that when he comes back and hopefully exceed it. Man, Josh, uh, the the one guy that I really want to talk about is, is uh, in my opinion, a top three player uh, in the league and probably the best hitter in baseball, and that's Juan Soto, man. Uh, what kind of what kind of leader is Juan Soto uh, around the around the team and in the clubhouse, man, and and on and off the field? Well, he's just you know he's he is so young in the way that he I mean, he's actually a young person. But yeah, like, he is so young in the way that he acts, and it's great and it's jovial, it's, it's good. But you know, it's a guy who's just he sets an example for. 
a club that is you know hopes to one day one day be charismatic. But the approach I think he has is, is a really good one. Mm-hmm. He is a consistent day to day guy. He just seems to be uh, a sponge. He's, he's just learning. He's always gathering data. He's getting better each day. And so I would say that you know some people might look at some of the antics and say, oh, you know, great player, a little you know fun guy as well. But mm-hmm. like he, he is somebody that is in terms of a player getting better all the time. That's the kind of example that he sets, and that's why I think he's going to be worth uh, whatever contract he eventually gets. Josh, uh, that brings me to my next question, man. Is uh, with the Lerner family uh, looking to sell part of the team, or, or you know, whatever they are thinking of, of doing? Do you think that uh, affects Soto signing in, in Washington? It has to, because you, you know you're investing in a player like that. Now, I, I think that you know. Anybody who takes over the team would probably want to take over an asset mm-hmm. with Juan Soto there, right? I mean, mm-hmm. that, that adds value. Players like that um, in baseball, it's kind of a, it's kind of a weird thing. You know, it's such a large team, so many players on it mm-hmm. that you know it's not like basketball. There's 15 guys, and yeah. and uh, Jan or Steph Curry really up the value of a franchise. Mm-hmm. But in baseball, it does. I mean, the, the Nats with Juan Soto makes this a much more valuable venture than uh, the Nats without him so i think it factors in how they handle that um i it, i imagine it makes mike rizzo's job a bit more difficult being mm. like okay uh, whose money am i promising right <laughs> yep. am i promising all the learners money am i promising part of the learners money mm-hmm. am i promising part of somebody else's money that makes his job more difficult it's not like you're signing some guy to a to a three-year deal worth 12 million this is a you know this is going to make almost half a billion dollars. <laughs> so and it matters whose money that is. Uh, so I think that's that's kind of what I'm watching on that front. Of, of course, it affects it, and I'm really curious to see uh, what that looks like moving forward. Oh man, Josh, uh, I I don't know if I can handle um, Bryce Harper leaving, and then and then a few years later uh, Juan Soto leaving. I think I would be absolutely uh, devastated, man. <laughs> Um, I think it'd be a bad look. It'd be a bad look if they did that. I agree with that. Oh man, I would be absolutely devastated. Um, but Josh, man, you know, overall, man, I know a lot of people don't give us a chance this year, but you know, we just got a series win in Atlanta, and then we go up to Pittsburgh, and then we got the Diamondbacks, and I, we got the Diamondbacks at home, right? Uh, I have to look. I, I think they they do have at home. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, and and just you know, man. I just want your opinion on the overall season. What could this Nats team do? Uh, you know, like I said, man, I think we could get a. I think we could get, you know, three series wins in a row. Looking at Pittsburgh and, and Arizona, I mean, you know, maybe we catch a hot streak. What do you What do you think about What do you think about this year, Josh? Well, I think there's a good chance they can hit. I mean, I think they're going to be a yeah. team that can really hit. They can hit well for sure. But the pitching is what concerns me, and mm-hmm. I, I think all in all. This year should be about seeing, and this goes back to my Josh Rogers point, it should be about seeing what young guys can help you build a competitive team. Yeah. Um, which guys can you retain to help you in the future? This is why I was same Josh Bell point, too. All right, lock up Josh Bell so you can take care of that so you know he's going to be protection in the lineup. Because actually, we've seen it so far. I mean, mm-hmm. he's done pretty well as protection for Juan Soto uh, at times. You know, uh, Nelson Cruz they bring in to help the lineup out. Yeah. You know, Michael Franco, that you know, this has done so far. But we saw it last year. Even when they tore down the lineup, it was still really good. Mm-hmm. The pitching's a problem. The depth is a problem. The, the you know, 
if this bullpen is is three fourths as good as it is right now, and I mean the actual impactful relievers at the back end, mm-hmm. the Nationals are going to be you know probably uh, you know better in that sense they were last year. The starting pitching is awful. It's yes. awful right now. I mean, uh, Patrick Corbin's been horrible. I, I, There's no other way to for a guy who's mm-hmm. made that much money. He's been horrible. There's no other way to put it. Josiah <laughs> Gray, we talked about it earlier. They're still bringing him along, right? So you mm-hmm. can't expect seven innings, three runs. You know, that kind of stuff, you know, from him right now. He's still learning how to get through a lineup a third time. Yep. That's really important. Eric Fetty's kind of, you know, a a holdover of a guy not really working out. Joe Ross is not there. Mm-hmm. Strasburg is injured. Annabelle Sanchez is there. Josh Rogers is there. So it, it's it's very much starting pitching in flux. And, uh, you know, it's, it's also a lot of young guys in the field and, and on offense, too. So while the front part of their lineup is mashing at times, that back part between Victor Robles and mm-hmm. Lane Thomas, uh, you know, so far at times, you know, Michael Franco has just gotten hot but was not the start of the season. Mm-hmm. You know, they've got a lot of guys in there who, uh, who are, and, and also I'll say Escobar, guys who aren't hitting. So this is just not a team, in my opinion, that's built to compete in a meaningful way. Yeah. While they might snatch some series like they did right now and could down the road, it's just not built to compete in a meaningful way in the National League for a playoff spot. I think that's where they are. But it's all about evaluating which guys should be with them when they do want to compete again. Mm-hmm. Man, heck of an answer, Josh. And, and, man, I'm in a group message with a bunch of Braves fans. Of course, I'm down here in Mobile, Alabama. It is uh, heavy Braves country. And, and coming into the series, man, they were telling you know they were telling me and my brother were huge Nats fans and and they uh they were like man you know we're we're about to sweep y'all y'all can't hit and I was like hold on now I was like we can hit I was like we might not be able to pitch you know we might have Patrick Corbin from the left side busting 90 but uh we can hit man and so uh you know I'm I'm excited that you know nobody's really given us a chance and and we took two out of three from the Braves man and um and hopefully you know is there any way that we get to the deadline and and we're just you know possibly a couple a couple games out could we make a, a move or something or or anything like that Josh? Well, the reason why I wouldn't is you know the the big the big focus of last year's deadline was to rebuild what's been a, a really burnt farm system yeah not been a very good farm system so you know if you're making any move at all. Um, to, to get better, you, you can't do it at that cost. Yeah, and I think that's the thing for him because the, the stuff that has to go right for them to be a competitive team is Corbin has to turn it around, Josiah Gray has to develop. Um, mm-hmm. You know, they're going to have to get uh, Eric Fetty's got to be the best version of Eric Fetty. Joe Ross has to come back. Josh mm-hmm. Rogers has to pan out. Nelson Cruz has got to be Nelson Cruz. Josh Bell's got to continue to play well. The guy at the back of the order has to, like, it's all got to work for him to be competitive, and only only a part of it will. And mm-hmm. so they can't make any sacrifices. You know, and that's that's okay. I think it's fine to have a year where you're not like that. Yeah. But the focus should be, how do you get back to, that, to, to where you were as fast as possible? And hopefully, you know, if they make the sale the next year so they get somebody that's going to spend the money that a, a, you know, Dodgers ownership will or that a Steve Cohen will, you know, because that, that's really what makes it now. It's, it's all always being strategic, right? The mm-hmm. Braves last year, I thought those outfield acquisitions are what won them the World Series. So it's strategic mm-hmm. acquisitions that make you better. But I, the Nationals aren't in a place right now where I think they're set to make those. Yeah. So I, I think if this team does well, they're going to ride with this team and not add anything. But 
They're not going to add anything at a cost of any of their, their young guys. Man, I heard that, Josh. That was that was what that's what I was wanting to know, man. And and uh, even though we're sitting at three and four right now, I'm I'm you know still going to watch every game, and they're expecting a down year and. Uh, I still love my Nats, man, and I actually have a close connection with uh, Bob Henley. So, uh, oh yeah, Bob Henley, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, matter of fact, uh, I talked to him about two months ago. He was uh, he went in for a, a a cleaning at my mom's office to get his teeth clean, man, and uh, and he called me and we talked about Soto and and uh, I actually. In 2017, I flew up to Washington, and um, he let me get out on the field and watch BP, and I got to shake Harper's hand and uh, took a picture with Max Scherzer, and um, so you know, I mean, it was it was one something. Of the, one of the good guys, Bob Henley. Yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely love Coach Henley, man. He is a super nice guy, uh, but he will send somebody around third when uh, yeah. the left fielder's ten oh, yeah. foot off the off the dirt. Um, but uh, I, I joke with him about it all the time. But, man, Josh, I really appreciate you coming on. And if you could, man, could you drop a Twitter handle and, and just tell my tell my uh, listeners and followers how long you've been doing this for the Nationals, man? Yes, yeah, so I've been doing this my third season now to mm-hmm. cover the Nationals for Locked On. You guys can find me on Twitter at JoshNeighbors underscore. You guys can find the show at LO underscore Nationals. Find us wherever you get your podcast, and you can find us on YouTube as well. Josh, man, I appreciate you coming on, like I said, man. And if I could get you back on the show sometime during the season, whenever you're free, man, um, hopefully we can make that happen. Anytime, brother, anytime. I appreciate it, Josh. We'll talk soon, man. Yep. Man, Josh Neighbors from Locked On Nationals coming on to talk about the Washington Nationals and and the start of the season and a little Juan Soto and Josiah Gray and Josh Rogers, Josh Bell and what the Nats have uh, if they can if they can be competitive this year and and could they make a move? He he doesn't think that the Nats move anything at the deadline. He just uh really thinks that that they're going to ride out with this team and and just try to steal a series here and there and you know, hopefully they can get the team sold or, or you know, part of it sold and, and work this Soto deal out. And it was just really good content from uh, Josh. And, and, man, like I said, I appreciate you coming on. And, uh, you know, hell, the, these Nats, man, they surprised me these last these last three nights, taking two out of three from Atlanta. And uh, I couldn't be happier. And now – Let's go to Pittsburgh and, and let's win another series and then get the Diamondbacks at home and hopefully we can win uh, three straight series in a row and then get ready for the Giants. So uh, excited and, and glad baseball's back. Uh, most importantly, I'm glad that the lockout ended and we finally got Major League Baseball back. It is what America needed uh, and I, I'm just I'm excited to watch the Nats play every single night. So uh, thank y'all for joining me tonight, and until the next one, I will catch y'all, and I'm out. Deuces. Mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun with over eighty casino style games to choose from. You too could win life changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a world. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. Eighteen plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 
Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready.